Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Sunday, June 25th, 2023, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Now Mind You podcast. This mm-hmm. is episode 74, Manga. Uh, last week, we released a movie review of Dragon Ball Z's very first movie, 1989's The Dead Zone. It's kind of make up for the fact that, for one, it was Father's Day, Juneteenth weekend, and some of us had some personal stuff together, right? I, myself, Ding ding, got married last weekend. Yeah, it's let's it. get it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate y'all. Uh, of course, I'm TJ. I'm Matt. Bryce and I'm had Bryce. a dude. Stop that, because it's a really <laughs> good impression. <laughs> like, like, this is how you know Matt and Bryce have hung out for as long as they have. Uh, because Matt's Bryce impression is actually pretty spot on. Um, uh, but with that, to be fair, I've been <laughs> Bryce's friend since 2009, I believe. Yeah. Holy shit, you guys have been friends for a minute, huh? Freshman year of college. Bad, bro. Um, But yeah, Bryce had a work conflict, but fear not, he will be back as soon as possible. Like, y'all know Bryce, he's with it, right? Uh, with that, though, what a because we had a movie review last weekend that, that we didn't leave y'all hanging, that we still had your now mind you fixed, right? That means we have the fullest docket imaginable. All right, so I'm going to just list what we have today, and then I'll tell you in more depth, right? So on the servant, Ippo, Sakamoto mm-hmm. Days, Kaiju, Chainsaw, Jujutsu, My Hero, and Dragon Ball Super. But within that, aside from Jujutsu, Kaiju, and Dragon Ball Super, we're reviewing two chapters. The one that dropped at the time of this recording this Sunday, and the one that dropped last Sunday. So Wait, why? Why are we doing double? Chapters, because that's just what we do out here, Matt. That's just what that ain't do. what came out this week. That's just that's a that, lot of that's just that's just from last week, last week and this week. We're giving you the double decker. You wanted more of us. Well, here we are. But I digress and I can't waste too much time because we're going to be doing a lot of talking. I'm going to hand the mic over to Matt. He's going to take us into our first one. So we got two chapters of Hajime no Ippo. Um, I'm just going to go, not eat, nah, I guess not you on the You can just run them back line. to back, bro. Do yeah, know? I'm going to run through them back we'll, to back. We'll but I was just going to say, this is, both of these chapters are classic EPO chapters. Um, which I guess at this point may or may not make sense if you read EPO. But we are on chapters 1424 and 1425. Chapter, the first one is called Beast versus Beast. Now, um, we go past the gym where Sendo has a sign outside pretty much asking anybody that doesn't really love themselves to come in the uh, gym <laughs> and spar him. And Miata sees this sign and he was just like, I was going to show up for sparring, which was why Miata was even there, because he heard that Sendo was running through sparring partners and he was going to come and help him. Mm-hmm. And when he sees the sign, he's like, that's going to attract a certain crowd. I don't want to be bothered with that. And little like, did know, must he be know crazy how people on the in nose there. he was. Yeah. And he said it'll attract nothing but some kind of fool or something. And <laughs> who does he hear from outside? Takamura is in there shit talking. He just took his shirt off, put on some gloves. And he, first Sorry. of all, that dumbass look that he was giving <laughs> fucking Sendo. That would have pissed me off. <laughs> the one where it's just the silhouette, it's the way that he's looking like damn near cockeyed. Like, because he's just <laughs> yeah. looking at nothing. That yeah. would have made me so mad. Like, he doesn't acknowledge anyone's presence. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And he comes in uh, to spar Sendo so Sendo can try out his new anti-Ricardo weapon. He tries to close the distance on Takamura and immediately realizes He's not the main character of this manga. I mean, also neither is Takamura, but Takamura has is plot. Is he armor. though? Like, <laughs> yeah, Takamura has something that Sendo doesn't, which he's is like a t- plot somehow, armor. Takamura he has like a author guaranteed yeah. plot armor. <laughs> he has author promised plot armor. Sendo goes to close the gap, and Takamura is immediately in his face. He goes to block. Takamura blasts his block off and uh, throws a. Uh, overhand right on top of that pretty much sends Sendo flying and Sendo is down on the ground Takamura swinging his arm and laughing and you know what I'm saying <laughs> pretty much giving him shit yeah. yeah yeah but he's enjoying the fact that he has you know put Sendo down which is wild as fuck because he's like three weight classes <laughs> yeah. above him. like he's quite a few weight classes above Sendo this is true but 
he puts Sendo down and even though he's talking shit, he kind of motivates him. And it's like, you know, is this what you really try to do to be Ricardo? Because that's not going to get it done. So we get to the next chapter, uh, 1425, which is called Secret Weapon. So <laughs> Takamura is has now turned his back to Sendo, who's sitting on the ground. And he's laughing, looking off into the space, just continuously saying he's the strongest in the world. Sorry that you're so weak and all that. And completely like igniting Sendo's uh, ego. So Sendo rushes him. He turns around and he goes for the smash. Takamura having, you know, seen Sendo do a bunch of stuff, he moves out of the way. Just barely. Sendo throws a right hand. He dodges that. And Sendo throws the smash again. And this time he lands it completely like full blast on Takamura. And ironically, right as Takamura gets hit, we cut over to Itagaki with I forget which one of No, that was, uh, was Aoki. Or uh, yeah. No, no, no. It was uh, Kimura. Remember? Oh, that's right. The wig. wig. God damn it. That damn wig. So, oh, yeah, because he's wearing the K-shirt. He still has the left. So, (laughs) Kimura is sparring one of of Ippo's guys, and he lands a hit, and he turns around to Ippo's like, look, I landed a hit. Shouldn't have did that. (laughs) And Kimura just lights his ass up. And uh, after he lights him up, he's just like, yo, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, like, I just picked it up on him, but I didn't, you know, pick it up on the power. I'm bigger than him. Only some type better. of immature person. Right. Like, I know better than that. Only an immature <laughs> person would try to crank up the power on a person on a lower weight class. <laughs> Enter Takamura. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enter back Takamura with the, the fucking, the Epo eye, the burning spirit. Uh, and he throws this hard ass overhand and like blasts Sendo down. Everybody's trying to hold him back. Hey, and I'm like, yo, you can't hey, do yo, this. Chill, Think about the weight chill. difference. Yeah. Sendo throws a fucking kick. <laughs> yeah. Everything just starts going like, you to think shit. that's going to change anything? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I learned this one from Wally. It's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Uh, Takamura just does some Takamura shit and has now flung like eight people off. <laughs> and then Miata calls his dad, aka Kamagoya, and was like, please come and get this man. He is he local man ruins everything. <laughs> Takamura. That's a deep Simpsons reference, but yeah. That's Takamura. Local yeah. man ruins everything. Like <laughs> he's literally like, please come and collect him quickly. He is making a total scene. And um Takamura gets out of the ring after he figures out that somebody's yeah, well, called Kamagoya. And <laughs> everybody yeah. was so happy that they called that yeah. he called Kamagoya because they knew Fuck that was it. the only thing that could tame the beast that is Takamura. Yeah. That's the the only person that has any form of control over Takamura is Kamagoya. And that's staying a lot because he still doesn't have full control over right. <laughs> Oh my God. Like Anyway, so <laughs> Takamura um, goes to leave and he's talking to Miata. And Miata asked him, he was like, hey, like, was that shot pretty good or were you just being a dickhead? And he was just like, no, nah, if he was my weight, he actually really would have hurt me with that punch. Like, and he asked him if he saw it because there's all, you know, there's still that subplot about there might be something wrong with Takamura's eye. Right. But also... In this context, I believe he was just talking about the nature of the smash because it does come out of, you know, your peripheral view. It's a like a dipping kind of hook uppercut. Yeah. So he, you know, pretty much explains, yeah, like it was a pretty good shot or whatever, but I'm going to keep it moving. I got to go, you know, do some more debauchery somewhere else. And Sendo is just sitting there like, man, what the fuck? And, you know, we find out uh, through Miata. Uh, well, Sendo finds out through Miata that Takamura gave him a compliment and said that, you know, what he was working on was pretty good. Like, it's still a little rough, but if he can refine that, that might be enough. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. To me, then that, that pretty much is the end of the chapter. And it pretty much at the end of the chapter signifies to us we're probably going to go back to following what Takamura is about to do. Uh, in the meantime, while Sendo is trying to train and, you know, we see what else is going on with uh, possibly Mashiba. And um, with Epo's uh, training, his pupils is going like so. Uh, that was pretty much how it ended. Uh, do you want me to pass it to you, TJ? 
Sure. Uh, I know for a fact that Coach Kamogawa's blood pressure for sure went up when he got that phone call. Um, God damn it. Round one of Sendo versus Takamoto went about as well as you thought it would go, right? Yeah. Sendo should have stayed down, but Takamura had this kid bleeding from his mouth with the mouthpiece still in. But, you know, Takamura was going to Takamura, egg him on, so on and so forth. Uh, I thought it was kind of a punk move for Sendo to initiate Smash 2.0 like he was trying to steal off of Takamura. But he did get that clean hit, you know, and it's Takamura. You can't really steal off of him anyway. Normally, yeah, you got to get what you could get on Takamura. Right, bro. you know? It's like, normally, I would describe what happened after he initiated Smash 2.0 as, you know, someone leaning forward with their controller. But if I were to say that's what Takamura did, that's a vast understatement. Mm-hmm. The look on Takamura's face, Rinnegan fully activated, bro furrowed further than we have ever seen it furrowed. His face veins were popping. That motherfucker had the broly eyes. You're looking like, at there are no pupils. Yeah, you're looking at the face of rage. Like this was rage personified. Make no mistake. If people didn't interfere, I think he would have done Sendo worse than he did Brian Hawk. Jesus Christ. He hit Brian Hawk so hard, he became cockeyed. Don't forget, right? Mm, That man retired. That man said, if his nigga's like this in the game, I'm cool. If you know Brian Hawk's background, that's saying a lot. Um, Shout out to Miata for being a real one. Not only agreeing to help Sendo, like, you know, refine what they could refine, but him calling Coach Kamogawa. And then Takamura's energy switching up from I do what I want to. Well, that's my cue, y'all. It's been real, but I can't let my dad catch my ass right now. Um, I would imagine, like you, Matt, we're either going to get some chapters of Sendo and Miata refining the smash, or um, we switch back to Mashiba versus Marcus, the alien Rosario. We have not forgot about that demon. Yeah, Trust no. me. I have no, 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 not no, no, forgot no, 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 about no, no. that the fucking devil. I'm just happy we don't got to look at dude. No, that's fair. That's 100% fair. But that was all my thoughts. It was it was a good set of Epo chapters in all honesty and I'm looking forward to the next one. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just I'm I just want to see where we're going with the next chapter, but I really enjoyed them too. Yeah. Pretty plus good. Takamura shenanigans are always hilarious. Uh should we switch over to Sakamoto days? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Let's Christ. Jump into it. All right. So, similar to Epo, we also had two chapters of Sakamoto days cover. Sakamoto days of course, written and illustrated by Yuto Suzuki. We had chapter 123 and 124. And similar to Matt, I'm just going to kind of uh, review, summarize both chapters, so on and so forth. But mm-hmm. chapter 123 was called One Shot, and then chapter 124 was called Kumanomi. Now, where do we leave off? Hio and Heisuke go to White Castle. <clears throat> now, about to summarize the two. Basically, Hio and Heisuke are teaming up to try and retrieve Heisuke's uh, missing luggage. Right. But something's not right because this thief grabbed his suitcase. And sure enough, they're being led on this wild ass uh, foot chase right across the town in uh, in uh, Thailand. Right. And mm-hmm. they're getting lured into a trap. And sure enough, who's waiting for them? Kumanomi. Let me get into this review, because, again, same thing, similar to Matt. I'm just going to review both chapters. But Hio seeing his younger self in Heisuke, who's determined to get his suitcase back under his own power because he wants to prove himself useful eventually to Sakamoto and the crew. I thought that was cool, him seeing his younger self reflected in Heisuke's efforts, right? It shows, too, that not everyone in the order, which is like the elite of the elite, right, is in there because they are supernaturally gifted. Not everyone's a Mr. Takamura. Funny how the strongest always named Takamura, huh? Mm-hmm. But uh, you also have your Rock Lees, the people who got in there through hard work, right? And he was in that weight room like a motherfucker, right? Now, I would like to see where he got that fucking metal jaw, though. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd love to get just even a slight flashback on where that came from. That being said, uh, Heisuke, when he hit that ricochet shot on the thief, he did that with no scope. That's nah, impressive bro, that's, He's so, bro, everybody no-scope, in that universe so raw. Like, 360 no scope. so cold. Yeah. Uh, shout out Xbox 360, but no scope, bro. Um, see, see, when I get poor service, right, whether it be at a restaurant, whatever have you, I might just, you know, leave some feedback, you know, maybe I don't rate or comment, right? Maybe if I'm really irritated, I write an email. Kuma Nomi, you know what she did? No, no, she quite literally stomps your ass out right out of existence. She stomped this nigga out so hard. All that mm-hmm. was left was a pool of blood and that unlucky motherfucker's sunglasses. 
what the hell, bro? She could have gone to Yelp. In the in the words of DMX, she, she turned that big nigga to a fucking stain. <laughs> <laughs> like that's crazy. Quite it was like, literally. is this what he meant? Quite, <laughs> quite literally. There's curb stomping and there's whatever that was. Uh, now on to chapter one twenty four. Low key though, I'm not gonna hold you, and I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it one hundred percent. Like, I kind of like Kumanomi's villainy. Now, hear me out. The reason I'm, why I'm saying this, the reason why I'm saying, and I, oh no, there is fear attached to this. Like, uh, but the reason why I'm saying this is because she's just getting busy. There's no talk, no jutsu. There's no unnecessary exposition. Like, hey, you the nigga I'm looking for? All right, cool. <laughs> like, that's literally all it was, yeah. right? Um, she's just getting busy. It's like, you know what you're here to do. They know what you're here to do. We know what you're here to do, right? Come to find out the thief was supposed to grab Hio's luggage. So there was a mix up at the airport. The dude grabbed him on a suitcase. I guess it worked out for, well, it didn't work out for him, but it worked out for her in the end, right? Now, hear me out. Hio, why? Why? For God's sake, man. Right, you know she's got a stupid, like a dummy, powerful electromagnet in her hands. Why aren't you taking off your jewelry? Once she ripped the ear off, bro, like that's it. I'm like, hey, let me just take off all these bangles. I don't even need these chains. Did Grandma Mom give you those chains? Right, like man, you just lost an ear, and you're not going to tweak the wardrobe a little bit. Anyway, nope. the whole chapter, insane. I think the insanity showed just on that highway. It kind of trumps what we saw in the flashback arc. And that's saying something. I don't know how Yuto Suzuki keeps on managing to up the ante. Like, this isn't I even mean, Bollywood up anymore. I mean, does bro. every week. Like, this isn't even Bollywood anymore. It's like, at some point, bro, like, where's that anime, man? Where is that anime? Man, whoever, whatever studio ends up picking up this anime is going to regret it, bro. They won't be able to feel their wrist for the rest of their lives. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Hand drawn, be, digitally drawn, the risk gone. Yeah, anyway, there will uh, be no way to please the fans, <laughs> bro. Also, also, the fuck you mean, bro? The fuck you mean? She she peeled a whole city bus's muffin top back blue. Like did. the fuck, bro? The fuck? Like <laughs> fuck the magnetism for one second. You hear me out? She magnetized herself. To mm-hmm. a next exit sign on the freeway, had the strength to pull Hio while simultaneously choking him. Which, by the way, that's got to be magnetism and some telekinesis because I ain't never seen magnets work like that. Because that's some next level control on those objects to be able to have them stab through the roof of the bus in an X formation around Hio's neck. But that's neither here nor there, right? But she magnetized it. Strength. She had the strength to pull Hio. And the roof of the bus. And check this out, Matt. Her shoulders didn't rip out the socket. That's some nope. spider person level strength. You know what would happen if you actually tried to web swing like Spider-Man? You'd rip your fucking arm off, right? To top it off, her personality is set up that she only sees friends or enemies. And with her, you are guilty until proven innocent, right? Kashima's over there like shook. He's like, hey, you know, I wasn't scared, but he was scared, right? <laughs> I don't know if Hio makes it out of the, the beginning of this arc, if I'm being like, honest. Own, that that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the niggas had me scared. Shout out, Pinky. Right? But, oh, <laughs> that's such a funny clip. But, like, they already gave us a flashback for Hio's past. I'm like, that. that's not, that's a red flag. That usually does not bode well. Um, either we're starting off Thailand with a banger, and we are, uh, but I can see Heisuke maybe trying to help and pitch in, even though he was like, hey, bro, this don't concern you. But I don't know if Heisuke is going to be able to do much, right? Maybe we get like a Sakamoto coming through. He's like, hey, I'm, I double back real quick just to see how you were doing. And then this, I that, just don't her. want him to die. Yeah, yeah, because Hio seems like an interesting dude. And I want to know how he got that metal plate on his shin. But I'm going to pass it over to Matt. What would you think? Uh, One, I don't want Heisuke to die. Um, I've liked him from jump. <laughs> I like the whole the trick shot thing. Mm-hmm. Um, his personality through this whole thing is like so funny. But he, like, no matter what, if you go through like any of these panels, his face is the exact same. Like yeah. it's almost like he's almost always in this state of like lost. Like, what the hell is going on? 
Yeah. He's um, also kind of like the 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 light of positivity Loki in the Sakamoto group, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. But yeah, I'm, I don't mean like he's, he's not comic relief. I mean he actually he's somewhat makes of their them, canary, yeah. Yeah, he makes them like better people with his presence. I don't know how else to explain it. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um I like I said, I'm I'm just gonna start and stop on the same point. I don't want he skate to die. Um I also feel like I damn man, she's just what's the girl's name? Kuma Nomi. Kuma Nomi, bro. She step has, on a nigga in my Air Force Ones. Come on, bro. She <laughs> was like, you don't want to Jordan here. Ones. He's yeah. like, what? And she's like, yeah, it was you. He ain't gonna tell me who did it. It was you though. Meanwhile, yeah, I'm finna go ahead and kill your ass. Yeah. Like, it's like, whoa, like, yeah, energy. She's just been a threat from go. So yeah. it's gonna be crazy to see how she like what how she's gonna eventually meet her in if if, if that, right? If she meets her in, uh, you know, we'll see if she talked that shit to Mr. Takamura, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> uh, other than that, I feel like you covered everything, uh, pretty much. I don't think I had anything really to add. Well, shit, man. Uh, we'll see what what they got in store for us next week, and we're still waiting on the anime now, so we haven't forgotten. Mm-hmm. We don't forget. Sometimes we forget. But <laughs> with that, take us into Kaiju, my guy. All right. So, speaking of um, action, man, uh, we got Kaiju number eight. This is episode chapter whatever eighty eight. Eighty eight, and we finish off. Uh, we are finishing off pretty much the the fight uh, that we had in the last chapter, but we also get a little bit of background with uh, Shinomiya. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Get a little more background with Shinomiya, pretty much confirming that um, he knows that Naofumi is like really like that. So he's continuing to push himself and, you know, be this uh be this you know uh carrot dangling in front of him so to speak to force this kid to level up because he knows that this kid is as strong i guess you could say as him yeah um and he knows that this could be his successor so you know it, it was interesting to see it from his perspective as well because we only saw it from Naofumi's side and not to me not to me i'm sorry we only saw it from Naofumi's side and in us only seeing it from Naofumi's side we only get to see like he's chasing him. He like no matter what he's doing, he can't get past him. And the whole time is like that was the point. Like it was to get him to where he is now. So um pretty much he has uh completed his attack. He the fucking special attack that he did was like look like something animated by Bandai Namco, some big like yeah, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm shit. And then we switch over and Oshina is struggling. He is slowly but surely being overwhelmed by um, this kaiju number 10. And he thinks back to before they turned uh, the kaiju that he's wearing currently into a suit. He told him, I'm just the prototype. Yep, which is a scary thought. And they have run into what he was the prototype of. They have now run into the final version, but uh, I think he's going to have a hard time. But uh, it predictably, I believe that Hoshina's and number 10 are about to level up. If we know our shonen manga archetypes, they about to level up. They about to sync up like crazy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing now. I'm, I'm curious to see if, his suit changes in any way when he goes up to the next level because we've seen you know that precedent to some degree has been set now that that can happen so you know maybe i mean even if it's not a thing of uh even if it isn't a thing of like it does some type of transition like aesthetically it could be something like he gets faster or he gets like more output of this thing or another thing so i i don't know i'm very curious to see what's gonna happen with with uh with kaiju number eight but 
you know, the whole Sheena is, is his turn. Everybody is like, you know, everybody is doing their job. So it's his turn now. But, yeah. you know, I guess at some point we're going to remember Kafka. Some point we're yeah. going to get back to Kafka. I don't know. IG may know Kafka. Yeah, basically, that's what this is. Yeah. It's Hoshina number eight now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll pass it back to you, TJ. Well, thank you. Um, I really agree with all the points you made. Uh, if there's anything I can add at that, let me just go through my notes. Um, we've seen that trope of the stern mentor that secretly acknowledges their mentee, but we will never, but like, we'll never uh, acknowledge them to their face. I think that's cool, but every now and then give people their flowers. Like, now he's dead, and what are the psychological ramifications of that anatomy and Kikoru therapy, right? Um, also, Damn, nigga. on a personal note, too, it's like, I think we all have that type of coach, too, where it's like, they they make sure to train, too, so that you can never close that gap. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. uh, anyway, uh, okay. So we're zone hopping over to Hoshina and Ten, who's the prototype of the finished product that seems to be, I believe, 12, uh, Kaiju 12. Uh, I think so. Uh, that Kaiju's getting busy because it's beating Hoshina at his own game. Now, obviously, Natomi's battle, like Matt said, uh, you know, it opened up a realm of possibilities, right? It set a new precedent. So it'll be interesting to see how Hoshina and his sentient suit, right, overcome this one. What powers will they be able to unlock? That'd be insane. What if, like, they level up and they split in two. Like Kaiju Ten gets a body or some shit like that. They just they don't <laughs> even shoot the fair one. They just tag team, dude. Bro, um, I wouldn't even be mad be at hilarious. that. I actually thought, what if they did? What if he splits off? What if that's yeah. the the powers? Like he gets like a double. <laughs> yeah, that'd be wild as hell. And they're like in full synchronization or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, fang over fang in this motherfucker. You know what yeah. time it is. Uh, now we have a pretty strong momentum shift, right? That has been kicked off when Kafka got on the mic. Toki Koda's like, hey, wake up. And then, you know, that just kind of kicked off this whole momentum shift, right? We got Kikoda got her dub. Uh, Natomi just got his dub. All right, it seems like we're getting set up for Hoshina to get a dub. That being said, I'm a little nervous because eventually Kaiju 9 is going to have to do something to shift the momentum back. He has yet to step on the field, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And it could be that Hoshina does not win. Plan. Yeah, or this is part of the plan, right? Maybe he's inputting all this data. It's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Maybe he's trying Maybe to see how strong they can kaiju, get. Right, before so he, he know eventually what to do. kills all their hopes and dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I still want to see what Leno's up to. This is a good-ass chapter. I'm not mad at it. I'm have to see what's coming up next in two weeks because that's the cadence of the chapter. And next week, don't give us or the week after, don't give us that bullshit title cover chapter or whatever. Like, boy, if I see an artwork book. chapter, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. You don't. Sorry. It's like you don't. You don't give us enough chapters at a decent rate to be able to do all this anyway. Um, that's where I'm at with that. Uh, what are we doing next? My hero or yeah, yeah. Or no, yeah, let's or, let's get it out the way. Or no, do you want me? No, no, no. Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man. Then we'll do My Hero. Then we'll do Jujutsu. Uh, super. Right. I can do Chainsaw real quick. <laughs> like, let's get it out the way. Damn. Um. Okay. Chainsaw Man, Tatsuki Fujimoto, Nightmare Fuel. You know what it is. We have one thirty-two and one thirty-three. Protection was one thirty-two, and Chainsaw Man protest was one thirty-three. Where did we leave off? Nayuta would be down to you know uh avert the upcoming apocalypse but she's gotta go to school because you need an mm-hmm. education in these streets right how to summarize this uh 132 the aftermath of you know them fighting the falling devil 133 people ain't happy um let me just get into the review i'm gonna start with 132 so we have the aftermath of denji and asa fighting against the falling devil and everything is in shambles. Gravity is fucked up, right? The oceans aren't acting right. Shit's pretty crucial right now. People are like literally going to hospitals. Everyone's protesting. It's wild, right? It looks like a SWAT team, I say quote unquote SWAT team, has come to Nayuda's elementary school to abduct her. Meanwhile, Asa's currently tucked away at some hospital's ER. Uh, Iseumi, basically the student council, well, not student council, uh, he's the president of the Devil Hunter Club at their school, right? He started up the chainsaw. Well, it looks like he started up the chainsaw man church for world peace. But we find out later on in this chapter that, you know, he's just a figurehead. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what kind of what I noticed from one is like after he gives his speech to the public on TV, he then gets pulled off into the green room where Fami's seated next to him and he's like complaining to Fami's like, hey, I don't want to just be a figurehead. I feel like I was getting my ass made fun of out there. But then this arm comes out of the shadows like, this is what we agreed upon, right? You're going to be the figurehead. You're going to listen to what Fami has to say, so on and so forth. I feel like that arm belongs to whoever the other Chainsaw Man is. Or, as Bryce has been hinting at, is that the Death Devil, one of the Kangs that we have yet to see show up in in terms of the, the Ultimate Devils, right? I think mm-hmm. we've touched on this before. I think so. M- may not have been on air. But even though Yoshida is like an S-class Devil Hunter, at this point, I think we can safely say that he doesn't work for the public Devil Hunters. He's got to be working for some type of private group. Yeah, uh, there's definitely some other agenda shit going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah uh okay we gotta address it there's down bad and then there's danji i'm not gonna say what he said but i feel like there's so many other steps he could have taken before just to put that right on the table was crazy yeah like you you, 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 yep yeah i yeah definitely skip some steps bro like you a lot of other offers out there yeah yeah, I, I feel like he clearly does not know how to negotiate. Uh, but that being said, I thought Yoshida's response to that was also wild. He said, not while, he's like, you won't have to do any tonguing, not while you're under our protection anyway. There's a scenario where that's appropriate, bro. Anyway. You left it on the table. <laughs> right. I was like, all right, moving past it. 133. Okay. 133 societies in shambles um i don't think yoshida brought him over to the exact coffee shop that they were in that one time it looks like they're outside anyway sitting on a patio but essentially while the protests are going on we got the anti-chainsaw man protesters and the chainsaw man uh church for world peace folks protesting right and he's presenting denji with a choice he's essentially telling denji like hey i want you to live as a human i don't want you turning into chainsaw man anymore if you do, we're killing Ayuda and we're showing her your corpse. Or we're showing you her corpse, sorry. Right? Now, although he put some control measures in place, those control measures, like, fall apart rather quickly. Like, Nayuda literally shows up in the crowd with the dogs and everything. He shows up with Denji, like, hey, Denji, let's go home, right? Now, I will say the biggest thing that kind of spoke to me in chapter 133 which was like honestly a pretty tame chapter if you think about it and you think about chainsaw man as a whole like there is definitely some stuff going on in the background but this is what stood out to me why is yoshida's organization so hell-bent on preventing denji from transforming into chainsaw man now i also wonder like kishibe who is allegedly the strongest devil hunter what does he know about all of this? Is he keeping tabs on this situation? Because we haven't seen him since he dropped Nayuda off into Denji's lap, right? Mm-hmm. Did he co-sign any of this? Is he a part of the same organization as Yoshida's crew, right? Does this have anything to do, like Yoshida not wanting Denji to transform into Chainsaw Man, does it have anything to do with the Nostradamus prophecy? Isn't that prophecy already falling apart at the seams now that Fami and I guess Nayuda want to avert it, Right. Um, it'll be interesting where the story goes from here because I feel like we had all this <clears throat> momentum with Asa as our protagonist for the for the majority of this second half of the series, and Denji kind of being like a secondary protagonist, and in some cases even the antagonist to Asa's protagonist, right? But this event has happened, and it seems to have kind of changed the playing field a little bit. Who is now the antagonist? Yoshida, who seemed to be I wouldn't quite call him an ally, but almost like a neutral party in that I was just sent here to surveil Denji and whatnot, make sure he's not acting a fool, seems to be kind of switching over to the antagonist side, right? Mm-hmm. Fami and the other like Kang ruler devils seem to not necessarily be antagonistic anymore in that their agenda overall seems to align with, all right, we, we want to preserve humanity. So... A lot of things are shifting around here, and it, it's kind of cooking up something interesting. And Denji hit a new low. Uh, but at the same time, what is his fate? Like, how does his fate tie into all this? I thought you was going to say, but at the same time, what is his floor? 
Because <laughs> <laughs> feel like, shit, what is, what this, is for? this for? That's we don't know how low he won't go. Right? I'm sorry. Go ahead. But no, well, for one, you're not wrong. But for two, I mean, like, in the sense that his role in all this seems a little unclear to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that, like, how does this all, how does this all tie together, right? But that's where I'm at with that. Uh, I'll pass the mic over to you, Matt. Uh, the only thing I, I wanted to to make sure I said was I, I had a theory, right, about the their insistence on him not turning in a chainsaw man. Like, so we know that there's a second chainsaw man, right? And I believe this second chainsaw man is obviously connected to this guy. Right. Whether it's him, which I don't think it is, or somebody he works for, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And from what we know about Chainsaw Man and Devils and stuff, from what they told us, uh, I guess you could say in the last season mm-hmm. of Chainsaw Man, is that uh, the strength of Devils is a lot of it based on like the belief in them and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Well, there's a church of Chainsaw Man. There's Chainsaw Man Burgers. There's Chainsaw Man memorabilia. He's doing commercials and shit like that, right? Right. And I think like maybe it's this is like some the one type shit. Like if that if there's the other Chainsaw Man, then that Chainsaw Man can use that power. But if Dingy turns into that chain turns into Chainsaw Man too, it splits that in half. Hmm. So maybe they trying to do something else because I've you know we already know that like. The Chainsaw Man is this like legendary devil as it is anyway, right? So, I but that that just leads me to be like, what the fuck is Pochita anyway? I'm not gonna rehash yeah. that debate. Um, yeah, you're right though. But but yeah, now that that was it. Uh, any other thoughts on this? Nope. All right, take us into my hero, please. Excuse me. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So, oh man, that energy switched up quick, huh? All right. <laughs> hey, it was definitely fingers crossed for Jujutsu Kaisen because I'm just thirsty to talk about it, to be honest. But oh, that was a good ass chapter. It's, it's coming up next. Let's get through my hero right quick and let's get some good stuff. Yeah, so uh, my hero <laughs> came out. It. There was two chapters 391, 392. Yeah, uh huh. All right, Jujutsu. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, no, so. So uh, we we had in the group chat, Bryce brought up a good point about these last two chapters, which is a point that we bring up a lot here, which is like, it's too, it's like, this is good, but it's like too late. Yep. It's like, there was like the chronolo- like the, the order that he's telling the story in is so crazy because the, when, when Deku leaves that area, to get to the school that's when you tell this yeah that's literally when we should have gotten here yeah. yeah because i'm i don't believe all the the uh events we're seeing are happening simultaneously and i don't think they're showing us these events in order either like what because if, if that's the case at what point has all for one run into all might yeah because he's in between oh, I forgot them we and still the school. Have that cliffhanger. Yeah. Deku and the school has already fallen. Deku is already fighting uh uh fucking a Shigaraki uh, for one. Yeah, Shigaraki. Yeah, he's all he already fighting Shigaraki all for Shigaraki. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we just it's too many zone hops. Anyway, yeah. We got Toga pretty much completely putting her foot off in Froki and uh your ravity's ass. And that's putting it lightly. She is she has completely initiated gang warfare on them. Um, but it seems like her rage is kind of making her pop out of the clones more and more. Where the mm. clones are turning less than twice and more into her. Um we get a little bit more into her background, which they kind of have already given us before. Yeah. Um, but just you know the the roughness of her childhood and stuff like that, and obviously like you being a child with them sharp ass canine teeth and you like blood, like that's not gonna help you. You know, <laughs> kids are cruel. You know, we already went through that with the what's what are the 
what were what were the other heroes called? The ones that their body has changed. The heteromorphs. Heteromorphs. We already kind of went through a little bit of that with the heteromorphs. So, you know what I'm saying? And to a degree, definitely not to the same level, but I think to a degree, they just pretty much show that she had a little bit of that experience too. But However, also Matt, just to supplement, they've already shown her childhood before. Yeah. Remember yeah, that's when what I'm she saying. when she leveled up uh her powers to where she could actually uh uh, perform the quirks of the people's whose blood she yep. drinks. Like that's when they showed her past too. Like they're mm -hmm. rehashing it a little bit. Yeah. Um. She literally tells Uravity, "We just built different," which I thought was funny as hell. Yeah. Um. But it, it we see, essentially, what we get is just a little bit more. I wouldn't even really say character development, but we see more of the we see more of the potential of toga yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah. now we're seeing truly how much of a problem she is because for her to be able to turn into twice and then use his power to its maximum output and to create literally a parade's worth of people and then she essentially by herself creates an army that uh -huh. commands the attention of multiple heroes at a time uh-huh and I also think, and this is just a theory, I think a little bit of the problem that happened with Twice is happening to her. I mean, she isn't aware. We obviously are not dealing with a person that was like a mentally stable person to begin with, right? What? But, oh, sure. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, I think a little bit of like her splitting off is also affecting her mind because Twice... Mm -hmm said that that did affect him. Obviously, the main thing that fucked him up was he never knew if he was the clone or if he was the original yep. because he had made so many of them, right? Yep. And it doesn't seem like she's dealing with that. It seems like she kind of has some hive mind shit going on. Like, I don't think she's that one particular twice that, that has her face coming out of it. Or maybe she is. Who knows? But we also see her see twice within her own mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I think there's a bit of a psychological break thing that's also kind of happening that, that it's a little bit more understated, I guess, in this situation because they're not like pressing it as that. But I think that's also what's happening. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I think these were two great chapters. It's just like you just can't you can't fucking honeypot me with all for one running in all might and all might looking like he putting on that the, the iron the fucking Iron Man animated series suit you know, out the suitcase and shit and then be like, all right, here's a different part of the story. Nah. Right. Nah. Not like this. <laughs> not like this. Uh, but I'll pass it back to you, TJ. I'm going to keep it brief. Um, I agree with your points. I thought the chapters were good. I think we should have just gotten more of this context around when they originally showed those flashbacks to her childhood right before she leveled up her powers. That being said, who was her therapist? Because... It made it like the therapist looked like she just made things worse. Like she was telling the parents, like, yeah, yeah, no, I got it. I got it. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get the quirk in lines. Like, hey, you should really just give in to your quirk, huh? Like, this is just your true nature. Just embrace who you are. It's like, chill. now, Jaime Reyes. Darth Sidious. Uh, you need to chill, Darth Sidious. Show. Right. scared, right? Um, we got force light now. <laughs> uh, Froppy doesn't look like she's going to make it. Uh, I. I have never seen her drawn where her tongue is barely out her mouth. So Girl, I ain't going to hold you. It. She shouldn't be out there. It. Yeah, she, this might be above her pay grade. Uh, Yeah. Now, that scene where it's like, hey, Toga, what's your villain name? That's a little scary in that usually with some type of critical moment like that, that means once she says her name out loud, She's going to level up in some way, shape, or form and be even more mm -hmm. of a problem for these folks. Also, Uralaka, quit trying to talk no jutsu your way through this. It's time to throw hands. Handle yours. I, I'm not she saying she isn't Naruto throwing hands, shit. but she's like, try, it's like, I need you to listen to what my homegirl has to say. It's she's like, ask it's me. upsetting like, I'm just me like and you. my homegirl. No. <laughs> but it's like, I'm just like you. But it's like, like no, it's, it's time to throw hands. Yeah, that's all my thoughts on that. I agree. All right. I agree. Let me take us into Jujutsu Kaisen. Let's go.
Jujutsu Kaisen Gege Akutami we only had one chapter to cover because there was no chapter as the time of this recording Sunday, but there was one last week. This was chapter 226, titled officially Inhuman Makyo Shinjuku Showdown Part 4. Last panel where we leave off. Heads up! Uh, if I were to summarize this, phew! Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, oh, I, hey, listen, I thought it was a wrap. You know, they had already finished filming. They started packing up equipment. Crew was taking down the sets. That was it, right? It's like, hey, y'all, I'll see you at the rap party type scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Akutami is constantly cooking, but cooking up stress. <laughs> alternative title for this, Checkers versus Chess. This whole chapter seems somewhat similar, like uh, I'm a programmer, but it seems somewhat similar to me, like a, a race condition where two different programs are trying to work on the same database record and it's like, which one's going to get there first? And how's that going to affect the second one, right? Um, in this instance, why did it remind me of that? Because it's like, Gojo's trying to see if he can heal himself up enough while uh, Sukuna's relentlessly attacking him, or is he going to have to abandon healing himself up and just try to, you know, uh, attack Sukuna? It was like, his options were terrible, right? And it's like, how much cursed energy does he have left before eventually Sukuna takes over, right? And, but, you know, Checkers versus chess. Now, it sounds like this was the first time Gojo ever used a simple domain. Must be nice to be a genius, right? <sighs> first time I've ever seen actual jujitsu in jujutsu kaisen, right? And it was Gojo pulling guard, which is hilarious. But the way he pulled guard is kind of similar to how Chaozu. Uh, crap. Yeah. Uh, 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 Napa, <laughs> right? Before... <laughs> he was like, Hey, you wipe your homie off my back, please. Bro, have you ever seen the Team Four Star version of that scene? I absolutely have. Okay. <laughs> Just like, Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> sorry. It just that scene always makes me laugh too hard. But uh, he pulls guard. Then, right, he's like, oh, you're like, Gojo's a guard puller. Then to peep this, right? He leans back, hits Sukuna with a point-blank spirit gun that would have made Yusuke proud, right? The boy took out the whole malevolent shrine, right? They were having a debate. It's like, wait, is the shrine the focal point of the domain or is it Sukuna? If it's the shrine, then it won't make a difference because you can't really destroy it, right? But... Gojo was like, hey, how about I take them both out, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Okay, as victorious as that chapter was, and it ends with the panel of, like, Gojo being like, man, that wasn't easy as he's reverse curse, uh, using reverse curse technique on his slash wounds, right? Also, some of those panels were crazy when, like, one of his eyes is clearly not there anymore, and he's still mm-hmm. going full blast, like, charging up some curse energy in his fist, cracking concrete and shit. Like, Gojo's a whole dog. Anyway, I don't think he's out of the woods yet. I still think he loses this battle. I hope I'm wrong. I just don't think uh, the chef of stress, Gege Akutami, didn't do all that early stress building without a reason for it. Didn't set up all the subplots with Kenjaku, right? Uraume, all of them. Like, Sukuna even being like, all right, I, I got some work to do real quick right megumi being stuck inside the sunken place right i'm hyped for the next chapter i'm curious how does sukuna respond right uh especially with like the destruction of the malevolent shrine like did that injure sukuna's ego are we about to see a forearm sukuna because you know part of me is also thinking is sukuna really at full strength if he's only got two arms now Part of me also has completely forgotten that this is Megumi's body, right? Like, I don't know if this has happened to you, but I'm so fully invested in this being Sukuna now that it's hard to see the Megumi. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, I don't know see Megumi, Megumi body, but no I don't see Megumi anymore. I just see Sukuna. But I'm gonna pass uh-huh. the mic over to you. Oh no, this shit was raw. Uh, it was. It was funny. It was just like. Oh, I thought I thought he said he you can't do a simple domain that's has somebody else's normal. He was like, no, he said he can't teach you how to do it. <laughs> yeah. And they was like, yeah, geniuses can't teach nobody shit. And they was like, so why is he a freshman teacher? <laughs> yeah. And it was like, we just not finna address that, bro. He the goat. <laughs> and we kind of just gotta leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? Who's like tell him no, right. 
who gonna stop him really right. is what it come down to. Right. Um no man, I man, I thoroughly enjoyed reading this chapter. Um I like this was I'm finally at a point now where I'm understanding all the shit when they explain it. Like now yeah. I get all of it. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, it was like chess versus checkers, like out he was playing a different game literally the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Building up a to curse technique reversal, which I was like, holy shit, they it was like, do what that? if he was using reverse curse technique to, to rebuild the curse energy, energy yeah. that he was he had used up? And they're like, no, there's no way. And then he was like, bet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, shit was crazy, but that that's all I got. I didn't have nothing to add to it. Well, that, damn, I just bro. wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Well, shit, take us into super, my guy. Uh, so we're still on Dragon Ball Superhero. Uh-huh. Um, still in the movie. <laughs> Did you notice my energy shift? <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, we are now at the point where. Uh, so initially, if you haven't seen the movie, I'll just go through it. Pan is at school. Somebody from the Red Ribbon Army has come to kidnap her. Pan is like, damn, it's really wild that I got sand blood and my dad is a Namekian, so I'm a thousand percent not folding. Like, not for no average person just pulling up and just deciding you about to kidnap me. That's not going to happen. Gut checks him to the point that he's knocked unconscious. And she's like, she goes to goes to get in her stance and she instantly recognizes Piccolo's key, which is crazy that he taught, he taught her how to... Uh, understand key signatures that's wild as hell but she um she's her daddy's daughter yeah that's true so she automatically knows his piccolo before he takes his mask off and um you know they end up leaving and she goes with him and you know piccolo is essentially in a situation where it's like all right as long as i'm here this will be easier. Like, you know, he, he could take the video of her and all that. And essentially he has now decided that this is going to be a training mission for Gohan. So he and this other red ribbon army guy that still is not aware of the fact that Piccolo is with him. They go to get Gohan. Gohan is like, they're like, Hey, you know, we got your kid or whatever. He's like, listen, dog, I'm busy. This guy pulls a gun on Gohan. He literally flicks that shit away. It was like, can you leave me alone? It's, like, I, it's much better when you see that animated, honestly. Uh, it's better when it's animated, but it's yeah. kind of also funny seeing it in the manga because <laughs> yeah. he's like, get this out of here, dog. <laughs> and then he's just like, all right, well, look, we got your daughter. And he jumps out and, you know, he'll, Gohan, Gohan, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he has that uh my Boma moment, but with Pan, and he was just like, take me to my daughter right now, and do folds and hey, like, you, right away, sir. And he was like, Yeah, no, that's crazy. And we then pull up to the Red Ribbon Army uh headquarters. Gohan pulls up in his um his Juneteenth fit, and he commences. <laughs> He commences, you know, in the, in the garb of his people, and he commences <laughs> to start his fight with hero number one. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much where we're at. Uh, he and hero one are fighting, he's going back and forth with him. Um, Gohan goes super saiyan, hero number one ups that, ups that thing, if you will. Um, and pretty much he's starting to get the better of Gohan, and then there's a moment where, uh, Gohan sees Pan from afar and even though it's Piccolo that's holding her up Pan has to look as if she's like in danger and Gohan just merely with the thought of seeing Pan is in danger is finally able to unlock uh, his mystic form once again and Gohan jumps up to mystic and that's how the chapter ends Um, I've seen the movie so I'm not going to give like some crazy review because Lit, like quite literally we've seen all of this yeah uh, i'm not mad at it it's just i don't have much i can't really react much to it because i'm just i'm looking at the storyboard for a movie i've seen yeah uh but overall i mean it's if you haven't seen any anything of it you know it's definitely fun i'm i am enjoying at least reading the 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 manga version of the fight but you know 
it's nothing I haven't seen, literally. Right. Pass it back to you. I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, there's really not much I can add because there's just it's it's the movie word for word, bard for bard, right? Uh, to quote uh, the immortal Soldier Boy, tell him. Um, oh. But no, nah, it was it was it's... to stagger the tell him like that, you bastard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's just nice. It was cool seeing uh, Mystic uh, slash Ultimate Gohan. Uh, especially, I don't know why, but to me, Ultimate Gohan, Mystic Gohan in manga form always looks a little crisper than animated form. I think it's because his hair is just jet black and you got the single bang coming down and just just looks, he just looks like he's ready to do business, right? Yeah. Like, like he went from Gohan to call me MB means business, right? <laughs> um, also, it's a good reminder too, because like when uh when Gamma Gamma One reacts to Piccolo, allegedly, you know, kind of like a hurting pan, even though it was all an act. But it's a reminder too that you know Hedo and the Gammas aren't inherently evil. They've just been fed a load of baloney by the Red Ribbon Army. Uh, I just thought that was a good reminder there, but mm-hmm. nothing more to add. It's just like like we mentioned at the top. It's just a movie. It's just a movie in manga form. Yeah. All right, with that, all right, what we got next? Favorite chapter this week? Jujutsu Kaisen. Same. Not even close. Yeah, and there like, was some, there were some good stacks of chapters. Dude. Don't get us wrong. There were some bangers. Just, yeah. But, you know. Sakamoto like, was I'm an close. Adult. I'm an adult. Sakamoto you know was close. Yeah. I'm not a kid. You know what uh, I'm saying? I, I'm, I came home. I know what time it is. <laughs> and, I mean, come on. Sakamoto with that legendary stomp, bro. Come on Man, now. I know what side my bread is buttered on. That stomp, listen, listen, that was what, a jiu-jitsu. lot. That yeah. did a lot for me. Yeah. But the the, the nigga pulling the, he, he said Yahtzee, and this nigga said actually Uno reverse. It's like, <laughs> nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> We're not even playing the same game? <laughs> like, yeah, you, you was wrong. Uh, that's hilarious. Yahtzee to your Uno reverse. Oh, um, was crazy. It was though, um, yeah. With that topic of the week, time first anime or manga to make you tear up or shed a hard boiled thug tear. I'm gonna let you go first. Damn, that's crazy. You put that on me like that. I'm pretty sure this was your question, but go on, go on. Uh, <laughs> it was two. Uh, I have two two moments specifically. I thought about, um. But I think the one, it may not be the very first time, but it's the one that sticks out to me the most. Mm. And it was um, my first time watching Hajime no Ippo. Like, because my way of getting into Ippo was I watched it and then read all the rest. Mm. Um, I just, I figured out, I looked up to make sure, like, to see if there was any difference in the order. And they were just like, the show does... uh, well, I don't need to get into it, but at any rate, that was how I ended up getting into getting into Hajime no Ippo. At the time, all mm-hmm. of the episodes were on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it was early on. Ippo was still an amateur, and it was the episode when he was trying to uh, what he was trying to figure out what it meant to be strong, uh, and yeah. he was like he was training, and it was just like shit was just not working, and he was just like bro was really on the verge of quitting. Yeah, and was like he just wanted to know what it meant. Like, what does this mean? Like, what it like? He just needed an answer as to what it was he was trying to fucking chase. And like, if yeah. you've just ever been in that situation, like especially when you like training and like sometimes shit really do just be feeling insurmountable. Like, yeah. if you're like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I putting my body through this? Why am I doing this shit? Like, God, man, that shit just hit so hard. Like, I was like, damn, man, like. I get it because it was like he just had so he he broke down, man. Yeah. It was just it was just him completely breaking down, being like, I just want to know what it means. Cause like he was whole ass, he was strong, but he didn't know that he was. Right. Like it and was just everyone it was, around oh, you is already like God tier, right? And yeah, just... like he just didn't realize it, man. People don't know people not knowing who they are is like such a it's just such a tough thing. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. That shit was crazy. Yeah, that's that's the the immediate one I th- always think of. Like, yeah, that one was a tough one. There was also like a moment in Iron Blood Orphans too. Uh, uh, I'm not 
but I'm you know. not gonna go into that. Uh, what well, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I hushed up real fast. You said, right, but I don't even want to talk about that. Right, talk about <laughs> how that devastated me physically and spiritually. Uh, no, first, this is gonna date me a little bit, but first one to ever make me shed a tear, clearly Gurren Logan. I watched that when it was still uh somewhat in the the ether. Um, mm-hmm. my boy and my brother Anthony put me on to Gurren Logan. And then Kamina died, like, like yeah. in the first, ha- like, like I stopped watching it. Bryce had I to had to me. take a step back, but I was bawling. I was like, "Why is this hitting me so hard?" <laughs> like, you know, if you've never seen Gurren Logan, you just don't understand how devastating that scene was. Like, you watch Gurren Logan and you know that Simone is the protagonist, but let's be real, Kamina was kind of the protagonist for like those first few episodes. Man, he's like Simone finds the the Gurren, right? Or the Logan. Or no, the Gurren is the head. Gurren is the head and then Logan's the the body, or whatever. Body. But it's like like Simone ends up finding it and they end up breaking free or whatever. But Common is the one who puts that confidence in Simone and like just Bro, like Yeah, that was a hard day. Um when he when he died. That was a hard episode. I think I had to take a step back. And low-key, the episode following it was kind of very descriptive of, I'm assuming, how everyone who watched the show felt. Because it was just Simone in his room just refusing to come out and just depressed. That shit was heavy. I think that was the first time I'd ever seen something that heavy in an anime. And that was that perceptive into how the viewers would feel watching something like that too because damn yeah we're in logging yeah that was a that one is up there for me uh obviously the uh it's a terrible day for rain moment that's yeah a, that's a tough one that's a tough one that was that was oh um, that was tough. I got one for you too. That was also tough. Um, when the first time, and you thought Sasuke died, when it was uh, Team Seven versus Zabuza and Haku. Oh yeah, man. And Naruto loses it for the first time. Um, I thought Sasuke was dead. I remember. I did reading too, that. bro. I remember when I, remember I read reading it. that. I yeah, had the I volume it in my too. hand. I was like. Ah! I read it and showed it jump, bro. When bro had the sticks to his neck, I said, damn, like, he out of here. This is for kids? That's crazy. Was I was like, what the hell? But yeah, that was a tough one. Um, and when Sasuke was like, my body just moved on its own, you idiot. I was like, ah. like, like yeah, It's like, damn, brotherhood. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, was like, I thought y'all hated each other, but that wasn't the case. Um, right. You know, um, but yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at. That was my only honorable mention, which is rare that it's just one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I uh, when I the first time I watched the girl log on because Bryce is actually one to put me on because uh, I was for the longest time a Gundam snob, and I think I probably still am to it. it, it yeah, I, I get what you mean. Where it's like, what yeah, what I, kind of mecha anime is this? Yeah, like, I'm just so like invested in Gundam, like. TJ, TJ and Bryce, even though Bryce is here, they can attest to you. Like, I can, li- I'm damn near an encyclopedia of Gundam history. Like, I can tell this you where, where these, where they from, what century and shit. Like, what the storyline is, all that. If and, you guys don't understand, like, what, like, how intense it is trying to understand all the Gundam timelines, what Matt has been able to do with organizing that knowledge in his head is stupid impressive. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. If you like go on any website and look at all the fucking timelines there are in the Gundam franchise, and you'll understand why what he just said and what he's done is amazing. But go on, man. <laughs> My bad. But no, but I said it to say Bryce had me on Gurren Log on, and I, I was watching it, and I remember I was like kind of texting him as it was going on. And I caught like he was just like, Yeah, man. Like, I was like, yo, this is kind of cool. Like, I was like, all right, like Uh-oh. I haven't seen any. <laughs> Like, I haven't seen any uh anything yet, blah blah. And then I was like, oh, okay, they kind of get mechas now. And I was like, yo, you know what, dog? Like, 
I said, I, I was like, this Simon dude, he seemed like he cool. And I like it was just Uh-oh. like first time. Like I was like, Uh-oh. I was like, yo, call me the raw as fuck, bro. Like, I was like, I really like this dude. He was like, Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like an hour later, I was like, Yeah, I think I'm done with this. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, Man, you gotta finish the show. I was like, nah, fuck that, bro. You didn't tell me this thing was gonna die, bro. Bro, he don't make it, he don't make it seven episodes in. No, it's so early in the series. But they get you so invested. Nah, bro. Nah, yeah. They was wrong for that shit. They was yeah. wrong for that shit. It was tough. I had to cut it off. Yeah, I believe you. I literally had to. Bryce was like, nah, man, you got to finish it because I was not going to. Uh, that was a but rough yeah, day. That's where I was at with it. Uh, yeah. We got anything else or we all good? No, we good, bro. All right, well, thank you guys so much for checking us out. This has been another episode of the Now Mind You podcast. You can follow us all on social media. You can follow me at Matt Hambrick. That's M-A-T-T-H-A-M-B-R-I-C-T-J. Y'all can find me on Instagram at Tuss4Skate. That's T-U-S-S number four underscore S-K-A-T-E. You guys can find Bryce on Instagram at Ashe Onsa. That's A-X-E underscore O-N-C-A. Bay, bay. And you can follow us at Now Mind You Podcast wherever you'd like to get your social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, wherever you want us to be. That's where we are. And thank you guys so much for checking us out again. And don't forget to go check us out over on YouTube. We got movie reviews over there. We just recently, as TJ said at the top of the episode, reviewed uh, Dead Zone from 1989, the first Dragon Ball Z movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you again, and we will see you guys either in the combat episode or we'll just see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace.